I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Hello, ladies and germs, and welcome back to episode 84 of the Change My Mind podcast, part of the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse, along with Geeks Worldwide Radio and Midnight.fm. We are, of course, the People's Podcast. We are the prettiest podcast of the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse. I think that was confirmed this weekend. And of course, this week's episode is brought to you by a classic New England staple, B&M Brown Bread. Break bread with your enemies the way the pilgrims intended it. Preserved for ages by a sealed can. Text BREAD, that's B-R-E-A-D, to 37277 to receive your exclusive promo code to get your hands on some tasty B&M brown bread. I am, of course, Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the beacon hail to my back bay, Mr. Nick Fryer. Nick, what is good in the hood? I'll tell you what's good with that friggin' intro. My God, Wes, that may have been your best one yet. You're getting, I mean... You've gotten better and better at this in the wait. We've almost been doing this for two years, and we're getting pretty close oh, to that, right? Yeah, yeah, we're getting, we're, we're getting pretty close to 100 episodes. I think we're what 16 away if we don't count any of the bonus episodes or TLDR or anything like that. So, yeah, but man, these last few like since we started the since the DSG started, you have oh my god, I it's just it's next level shit. I feel like I just ran a kickback at uh, you know, against the Denver Broncos and I need the oxygen mask right now. You know, I'm just low on oxygen. That was uh, that was a lot of air I just expelled there, but I'm feeling good. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight through it. You know, all this conditioning that I've been doing has got to pay off at some point. Um, and with that said, let's just roll right into the intro question. How about it? Uh, where was your secret hiding spot growing up, and what did you hide there? Okay, so I was pretty basic. I hid stuff under my bed, but okay, I had a lot of stuff under my bed. Like I used to keep my baseball cards down there, and I think just the bed. Okay, yeah, we kept toys down there. But see, here's the thing: I was always on. I got confused as I got older. I think I moved to the right side of the room. I shared a room with my brother my entire life. Oh, once he was born, and then growing up, though, I was on the left side, so I would always hide it on like the the side near my head because my head was against the far wall and up towards the far the far corner. So that way there was nobody was going to see it. And I would block it off with my card boxes. So no one could see anything. And I, you know, I, I may have like, you know, you know, hit some pictures there early on. That was, that was pretty much it. I never really had much to hide outside of, you know, you strike yeah. me as someone who would like steal your mom's Victoria's secret catalog or something like that. Something like very <laughs> innocent. Mm, no, I mean, I, I was no, no, I don't think I ever did that. I never stole it. I don't well, know, but maybe it just found its way up into your room. Um, maybe, maybe it did once or twice, but I definitely had more risque pictures than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a Maxim magazine. Maybe I went to websites and then printed stuff out and then cut out the pictures. Oh, look at that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now that is creative. I, I, I really enjoyed that. So, uh, I where, that. where I put my secret hiding spot, I had a chair in my room in high school. It was this really ugly brown chair mm-hmm. and in the cushion, you know, the zipper on the cushion of the, uh, of the chair. Mm-hmm. Underneath there, yeah, you know, I had all my magazines under there. Uh, some, you know, maybe some uh, extracurricular paraphernalia, if you will. 
some rolling papers. I will not. Like oh, that. oh, okay. Thank yeah. You. Okay. Uh, I felt like I had to clear that up because then that could get like weirdly like down a darker path where it's really, this is really more interesting stuff. Especially but if you're you know, the, the hashtag dork shared universe chat that we have going well, on. Well, sure. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. That's, that's not safe for work at all. Nope. Um, <laughs> but um, what I, that was a perfect hiding spot. I got through all through high school um, until we were moving. My mom recently moved out of the house a couple of years ago. Um, and we were getting rid of that chair and she opened it. I forgot they were in there. Like it was just in there for years. And there were like, you know, porno mags from like 1998 in there or something. You know? <laughs> My God. And we had a good laugh, you know, as, uh, as, as a single mother of two child, two boys, uh, mm -hmm. you know, she has to have that a sense of humor about that sort of thing. Which wow. she did. Yeah. That's, oh man. Well, your, your mom's a good sport. I got to give her that. I mean, oh, I'm God sure, bless her. Yes, she is. You know, my mom's handled some, some stuff over the years because she had, uh, she had two sons as well. And, um, I still would have felt uncomfortable with that happening. Yeah. A lot, lot of stiff socks around the house, you know, around oh, the Friar and Sykes house. Yeah. Though, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never, uh, I, honestly, God, I never heard of that ever. So, oh really? Oh, that's like an American Pie thing, though. Like that's like a pie. I, that's like a major thing. I didn't hear about it till honestly, God, I don't think college. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, you got to pick a time, good time to learn, right? Exactly. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing uh, microprocessors. No, no, no. We're going to be discussing the best and worst Boston accents in a movie with a very special, uh, dare I say, surprise guest. Mm -hmm. uh, although I think we already tweeted it out, but you Not know, a maybe, surprise guess if you follow us on Twitter. Yeah, so maybe follow us on Twitter at Change My Mind Pod, and then maybe it won't be a surprise to you anymore if you're into that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But but first, you know, we got some some trending now. Let's find out right That's now what's cool. trending. So, WandaVision, the trailer came yeah. out, and it was it looks trippy as hell. And the first thing that I'm thinking of when I when I see this, and I and I saw it all over Twitter too, is actually trending at one point. Is this going to be House of M esque? Because in House of M, we see Wanda, and this is, I mean, the, the book's been out for a while, so it's not spoiling anything for you guys. But in House of M, we see her get rid of a lot of the mutants as she tries to bring back her children and everything, and, and she creates this whole mess. And actually, we saw, we had, there were allusions to that when we did our uh, review of um, Avengers versus X Men, because that right. had happened previously. But in this case, people are saying, well, now she could kind of do the inverse, where maybe this is how she brings in mutants if that's possible and i would love to see it. it's a quick and easy way to do it and it's just it's not too far off from what we saw in how it's just the inverse so why not do it yeah i think this is great i love the wandavision trailer just in general i think we need uh, you know it's good that we've had this layoff from uh the infinity saga but i'm ready for something i'm itching i'm jonesing for it um so this wandavision trailer looks good you know it's probably uh, yeah, I wasn't very excited about this when when this title first came out, along with all the other Disney Plus titles. But this seems like it's going to play a big role. I think Doctor Strange is going to be involved. We have Catherine Hahn, who, who you made a note of in here. She's supposed to be playing uh, Agatha Harkness, who is a neighbor and a witch. And she kind of helps WandaVision or, or Wanda Maximoff, I should say, Scarlet Witch. Uh, kind of develop her powers a little bit. And I believe that helps her get pregnant, I think, if I'm just reading forward. So maybe that's what kind of sparks things there. Um, supposedly a 2020 release date. I know it's a coming soon in the trailer, but some whispers on the interwebs, you know, you put on the, yep. the Scoopy Internet uh, sleuth hat for a moment. Uh, some whispers are saying that uh, 2020. So that'll be really interesting. And then yeah. this to kind of tie it right in is that Black Widow may get pushed back again. Uh, mm -hmm. which I don't think is really the news part, but there a lot of people are also saying that um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier can't be released until Black Widow does. 
I could see how that would happen because Winter Soldier, we've seen in the comics, he and, and Black Widow have a history. So that very easily we could see him in the course of this where, you know, it's like, all right, we get all annoyed where they can't really keep anything secret. I would assume this is this has got to be why that there's a Winter Soldier specific tie in to all of this. Well, many people are saying that they're setting up a certain character who's trying to build a new team, mm, uh, a certain side character who's been prominently pushed back into the fold of things, uh, a Mr. William Hurt. And maybe mm. he's trying to get um, the Defenders. What, what's the team uh, called there? Why, why am I blanking on it? The Defenders? We've seen the Defenders. I mean, West Coast Avengers? I don't no, know. I don't know. Red I don't know Hulk. Which... Um, it's like the uh, oh, like like, anti-heroes oh, there. Oh, I know which one I'm you're talking about. On Electra's on that team at one point with uh, um, – But that's well, what I think they're leading up to is to oh build that and, and, and to introduce Red Hulk, the Thunderbolts. Thank you very much. Good God, that's embarrassing. Should so hopefully that? we get some Marvel stuff moving in the future here. I, I would like that. Yeah, and, and now real quick, just to circle back to WandaVision, because I love Catherine Hahn. I think she's freaking hysterical in pretty much every single role that she takes. She's always outrageous. And seeing her kind of nutso in the trailer, I'm, I'm all here. I'm here for it. And Agatha Harkness, for those who – I don't – she must have been in the comics. But either way, she's also an X-Men Evolution for those who want to see her character a little bit um, – if you want to see, like, learn a little bit more about it, she's there. Uh, we also got a, a comment from Billy D in the chat. Feels like the We Are Now Officially the Prettiest podcast was a direct shot at me, of course, Billy D from Pop Culture Pile Driver West. Yes, yes that, of course. Uh, is that true? I mean, no, no, of course it's not. I thought we had a great time in that, in that portion. I think it's just having every, everyone uh, line up in a usual suspect type of line. You know, we all size each other up. I just felt, I felt good about the acclamation that I made, pr pr you know, prior to that statement. Mm -hmm. I, I, well. I, te I tend to agree. Also, what happened on Sunday, aside from a uh, certain golf outing that we'll get to during the quarantine corner, was the yeah, 2020 right. Emmys, West, Did you give a shit about these? No, I didn't. I saw some clips. Some of them were kind of cringy. Um, you know, Good Four, uh, Watchmen, Euphoria, Shits Creek, uh, Succession. I think those were all the big winners there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's great. And obviously, Watchmen has some a uh, little bit more relevance to us there. But I watched Euphoria, too. So Zendaya uh, winning her award was, was great. So I thought she did a great job in that show. Happy to see Watchmen win it. That's pretty much the thing I care about most in all this because yeah. it's an awesome show and to totally deserve it. Um, there's also been rumors uh, popping up again of Tom Hardy possibly taking on 007 role when Daniel Craig's and Obviously, we've seen the trailer for his final movie as the uh, British agent or secret agent, excuse me. Do you care about this at all? Um, no, I mean, it's cool. It's kind of a same status quo. You know, we, we talk about like John, like if John Krasinski got named as Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, like that's cool. Like that seems like a perfect fit, but this is like almost feels like this was bound to happen. I, I feel like fan oh. casts have kind of uh, spoiled things in such a way to to take this this side of the fence here um, that it almost like ruins it when it actually gets announced. I'm okay with it. I don't love it. He's gonna I, be he's gonna be great. Who doesn't yeah, love Tom Hardy? I mean, he. I mean, but I don't know. I I, I like Tom Hardy. He's a good actor. Um, I obviously he's. Uh, I don't know. I just. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll, I, I think this is a hard. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he could screw it up. I don't know. I mean, gun to my head, I say he's going to be fine. I, I'm, I don't love it necessarily either. But I mean, I'm not a diehard James Bond guy either necessarily. But I think this follows in the Daniel Craig kind of uh, buff and hunky and rough, you know, kind of James Bond. Not not the debonair um, 
Pierce Brosnan type. You know, this guy yes. looks like he can get his hands dirty. I think they're kind of following in that mold. It's definitely more of a shift in that direction. If Craig is one step, then Hardy's like three steps in that direction. Um, and just to kind of, you know, sh- uh, circle back to our Multiverse Madness episode where there was some confusion on Mac and Goose part, which I don't know how it's confusing. Just listen to the episode, guys. You know that, what the hell's going that's on. That's what you got to do. Don't watch the Goldbergs. Yeah. Simple, simple enough. Billy D, he listened to it. He knew what was going on. Yeah, he's um, got it. So this would mean that Tuck Hansen from This Means War, it's Tom Hardy's character in this, turns into 007. Just throwing that out there. That was a terrible movie, by the way. Why are you choosing this? Why don't you choose Inception or something like that? You know, like because he's a spy in both movies, Wes. It's easy. Yeah, he's a spy in Inception too. Is he? I told you I've never seen Inception. Uh, well, you need to be incepted and seeing that. Uh, real quick here as we as we finish up the trending now, uh, did you see Dane Cook? Uh, he organized this live table read of Fast Times at the Ridgemont High. Um, Sean Penn, Shia LaBeouf, Morgan Freeman, Julia Roberts, Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, like all these like major players came back to kind of uh, – not came back, but you know, all joined up to do this live table read, which was cool, but I think – yeah, the real story is Shia LaBeouf stealing the show. Did you, did you watch say. any of this? That's all everybody seemed to care about, and that's all I really cared about in the course of it all, too. And I saw, yeah, it looks like he's losing it. Oh, he doesn't look – I mean, he, or like he's he's, lost have it. you seen the movie? No. I, I feel like I have to ask this. So Fast Times no, at Ridgemont no, High. You I, know I, I know I know it's that's Matthew McConaughey, right? All right, all right, all right. <sighs> Nick. No? Are you, is that I, is this a shtick that you're doing right now? Because I'm it's, it's over my head if that's the case. No. No, that <sighs> – that's Dazed and Confused. Oh, that's right. That's Dazed and Confused. Fast Times in the Virginia High is Coley, who was played by Sean Penn, who was also a very famous stoner-like character. So he was it was a, a oh. master class in math, method acting. That was one I uh, – no, I have no desire to see that one. I haven't seen the other one with Matthew McConaughey either. So. And uh, just to be clear, you're drinking a world's best boss uh, mug, right? I just want that to be po- pointed out there. Yeah, you like it? Uh, you, you are the ultimate troll, Nick. Nick Fryer – You've just turned full heel heel on us here. I don't know what heel you're talking. Heel on us here. No, you know exactly what you're doing. No. Uh, th- this show's gone completely off the road. Go to your go to your damn comic book minute. Lay right. off the people. All right, we'll keep it real quick for you guys. DC Death Metal Speed Metal. It's a one-off. It's written by Joshua Williamson, who's writing Flash. Uh, that comes out this week. He also concludes his run with Flash this week too. Uh, obviously, both important issues and all this. Suicide Squad Nine, very important issue. Um, it's been teased out there what happened, but I don't want to say what the spoiler is, but it's in the previews, but it, it's, it's a certain, something happens to an important character who we've seen actually in film and, um, we're actually, no, we're not going to see him again in film, but anyways, Suicide Squad 9, I would say is a must pick up as well. Marvel has Juggernaut 1 coming out and it shows what's going on with him while the mutants are all in Krakoa right now. There's Immortal She-Hulk 1, which obviously we got the news about the She-Hulk casting last week. Power Rangers, Draken, New Dawn, Issue 2 is out. That's from Boom Studios. And then uh, one of Doc's rules on TLDR, always pick up first issues of mm-hmm. uh, anything Boom. So An Unkindness of Ravens, Issue 1. No idea what it's about, but Doc better be picking it up because that's his rule. Uh, last couple things, Image Comics, Undiscovered Country, Scott Snyder. That's one of his books. Um, issue 8 is out this week. I love it. Reviewed it. It's going to be up on Geeks Worldwide if, you, if it's already there by the time you guys are listening to this. And obviously we had Scott on, uh, obviously maybe those don't know, we had Scott Snyder on last week, Doc and I interviewed him and I thought it went really well. And he talked to us about Undiscovered Country, Death Metal, uh, American Vampire, Noctera, his Kickstarter campaign, which was a huge success. So so that's been going, um, so that went really well. And then last but not least, Wes, uh, 
uh, Vault Comics. I don't talk about them much, but Doc is very excited for this book. The Autumnal Issue 1 is out this week, so he'll be talking about that a little bit on TLDR this week. Whew. That was nice. That was great. Do you need a little bit of the oxygen mask right now? I feel like we do a good job of kind of trading off uh, was, when one is wordy and the other is not. That was that was definitely one of the uh, one of the faster comic book minutes. Well, just, you know, I mean, we got TLDR now, so you don't need to bog this show down with all the comics. stuff. we'll get to it more in that show. Yeah, and if I may, I just got to point out. You know, I, I know uh, we don't really want to pat ourselves on the back too much on here. A little eat too much ego stroking, but the Scott Snyder get uh, that that's that's something to be you know. Something to be proud of. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and um, you know, hopefully, we can get more people on like Scott in the future. Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, we do have ourselves another guest today, Wes. Yes, which, yes, which we you do. you were responsible for booking this one, so I'm very excited to welcome in Connor to the show. Come yes. on, guys. Absolutely. This is uh, Mr. Connor Ryan here to do our main topic to help us out with. So this is our top five best and worst Boston accents. So slice up your canned bread, serve up your cup of clam chowder, make sure your car's parked in the Harvard yard, and don't forget the jimmies on your fraps. So tonight we're talking Beantown accents, right? I feel like that's like the most non-Boston take on Bostonians right there. I try to in incorporate as many bad cliches in that intro as possible. Uh, but, but Nick, you know, what makes a good Boston accent? Can you finish me off there? Well, you know, Wes, I think we should throw this to our guest, honestly, because he, the, the whole reason that we came up with this idea was the list that we saw Connor come up with on Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways. It's very easy, I think, to screw up a Boston accent. So, um, I think it's all about not pouring it on too heavy. Cause I think you got, if you go with like Matt Damon and the departed, like, I don't know anyone who sounds like that too extreme where it's like, you know, where it's all like that nasally, like super high pitch with it, just like stressing all like that one, I think was just way too over the top for a guy who's also from around here. That's a bad exactly. hit, but it's going to be like, it you have to, you know, you play the hits, right? You got to drop the eyes and stuff like that, but you got to have like the cadence to it. You got to have like, you know, the different inflections you, you kind of give with it and also have like the, the short like kind of things. Like uh, I, I saw like a, a video once where someone broke down what makes like a really good one. It's how you say something like confirmation as opposed to like confirmation, like where you, you shorten it a little bit. It's like small things like that, that I don't yeah. think people catch up on that make it going, which is really tough to do. I think I, I read something, I think on the Hollywood reporter once where it was like, uh, celebrities going through like the the accents they dread when they find out like in the casting call where people are from and it's like Boston, uh, like South African and uh, you know, like um, Australian like those ones are like ah Jesus like they, we have to <laughs> really put in the work to make sure we don't get called out very quickly. Well, you know it's it's interesting because we've seen and we'll go over this a little bit uh, further down the road here, but some movies just don't even try, and and I think that's actually somewhat memorable. You know, if you don't have someone who can do the accent, right? Isn't that like a Mark Wahlberg line? Like if if, if you can't do it, just don't even bother. Right. Well, I mean, that's even like Jack Nicholson in The Departed, where I think, you know, I could guarantee you that, like, at the start of that, like, Martin Scorsese, he was like, yeah, we'll try to, you know, do what you can to try to get the accent. And he's like, oh, I'll just, yeah. just I'll read the line, like, screw it. Like, I feel like at that point, he's just like, yeah, it's Jack. We'll just let him do what he wants to do, which at that point, like, I'd rather Jack Nicholson just play Jack Nicholson than like do a really horrible Boston accent anyway. Like he drops in a couple of times. Yeah, not he, that he good. goes in, he goes in and out, and 
and, yeah. and, and even his refusal to wear Celtics gear, you know, oh, like, right, that's yeah. just Jack being Jack, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, so I think this is great. I think you're the perfect person to bring on this because once again, I think you have a, a PhD in mimetic, uh, you know, mimetic <laughs> fun here is pretty much how I would describe it. Of course, you know, you're from the Boston sports journal covering the Boston Bruins, Boston guy through and through, right? Are you are you a Southie guy originally? Yeah, no, born yeah, born and raised in Southie. It's funny when people say I'm from Southie, they think I have like a nice penthouse over by yeah. like City Point or something. <laughs> but no, I can't afford to live here anymore. But uh, no, originally from Southie, so uh, you know I get I get knocked for being in Zoom calls now where I'm mispronouncing or I'm I'm saying. Charlie McAvoy, or Charlie yeah. Coyle, or one of these guys. So I catch a lot of grief now, but it is what it is. What are you gonna do? Okay, so a couple things before we get in here. Uh, well, what what makes you so good at the internet? <laughs> uh, it's probably the fact that I'm just really friggin' bored. Uh, <laughs> I think I think, when, I think especially now we're in the off season. We don't know even when the NHL and the NBA are going to be coming back for the next season. It's just me just staring at a computer screen, just trying to think of anything to to pass the time or get something. So like when I drop that. Uh, that accent thing. I think I had a good hour block of having nothing to do. I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fine tune this list a little bit and see what we got here. So I think it's uh one, it's just trying to find, because the one thing I like about Twitter, which is, isn't a lot that you can really like about Twitter yeah, is that it's kind true. of a, it's kind of a, an improv for everyone where you can, you know, you're all watching the same game or something like that. So it's kind of, you're trying to find the, the funniest spin on it or something like that. But I think most of it kind of draws from just being really friggin' bored. Now, so for some reason, I'm still on the NHL Bruins uh, mailing list. So sometimes I would get the emails uh, from like wrap ups and stuff uh, mm -hmm. from cattle calls. And and every week they would do uh, a leader of who has like the best tweets of the week or something oh, yeah. like that. Uh, and I think you were like this maybe not have been this past year, but the year prior. Uh, I think you were up there for winning. Is that is that right? I don't know. Again, I don't know why I'm still on that email list, but <laughs> it's been fun to check out every now and again. Yeah, I, I'm. I think like the unofficial champion this year because they didn't bring it back after everything stopped in March. So I, I'll crown myself the champion if, if we want to do that. I was the leader in the clubhouse last year until we got to the playoffs, and then uh, Ty Anderson from 98.5 went on sure. like an absurd run. It was like a tease in <laughs> 2013. He like won like seven of the last eight. And I, he just beat me. So it was a tough hit. Had to, had to refocus, re, you know, try to try to bounce back. And it worked out pretty well. But I don't think I get any trophy for the fact that uh, more pressing issues showed up in March. I kind of put that to the wayside, unfortunately. Well, yeah. But, you know, everyone came back in some way, shape or form. So they should give you some sort of award, even if it's an asterisk or something. You know, yeah, exactly. maybe they put all you guys in a bubble and then like a think tank sort of thing and just see who comes it's up true. with the best tweets. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll work on it because, you know, we, we have to get – if we're going to end this NHL season on a high note with at least finishing the cup final, we have to clear all this business before we go into the next season. So Exactly. Get all the debt off the books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Nick, Nick, you got a couple questions before we hop in here? Well, as, pick one of the last ones? as we move towards the um, towards the, the, the accents and everything, when it comes to the bad ones, obviously that was the list that you put out. And I think I think the bad ones, I'm sure Wes will – I don't want to speak for Wes, but I will, I guess, in this case. Sure. The, the bad ones, it's easier to find in these movies. Oh, the easily. good ones, The good ones, though, I got to imagine that was a little bit tougher for you because I know for me it was really tough to kind of round that out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I posted that – that the bad, you know, accent list. I was like, I know I'm going to get roasted for some of these. And half of them were like, you didn't list Jeff Bridges and blown away idiot. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't watch like Jeff Bridges movies in the early nineties, but, but there's so many different ones you can, you can break down and um, find that, you know, there's a lot that are 
bad for a number of reasons, whether it's just over the top or uh, just, you know, inconsistent and stuff like that. But then for the good ones, as you said, like there was a few that like stood out right away, but then I was like, all right, who's like two through five, because it's tough to, to do one that sounds like I view it like judging what makes a good accent. It's like, if I saw that person and I could see that person, you know, on like fourth street or, you know, mm-hmm. over in the Adams village or something like that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've seen that, that person before. That's yeah. like how, how some of those people stand out to me, at least in terms of just having that all that overall, like cadence and persona that kind of sticks out. And yeah, I- Oh, I was just, just going to say that, that you know, my top five, it's not really that they got the accents right. It's that mm-hmm. exactly. Like I can picture that person in real right. life situations in there. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's spot on. It makes a huge difference. And the other thing, too, is and this is this is for you, too, Wes, because when I went out to Chicago for school, everybody was like I had a thicker accent when I went out there. And as I spent four years there, it kind of weakened a little bit. There's certain words that I still do. Like yesterday, sure. I, I don't you know throw the R in there. But I'm curious when you guys go out of the state. Or out of New England, I should say. Do people are people like fascinated by your accent? Because for me and like my mom too, what happened with her? They're like, "Oh my god, I can't understand half the stuff you're saying right now." So like, <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I know. For me, uh, you know, I went to Hofstra in Long Island, so that's like you know, talk about enemy territory. So you you drop w- the wicked really quick, like that with that a- as an adjective or adverb or whatever. Mm. That was uh, a quickly dropped just because it's an immediate label. But then, like everyone, like you were you were uh, kind of a commodity in new york in new york everyone loved the boston guy you know uh so that and then and then we all kind of gravitated towards each other anyway Mm -hmm. like all my friends like all my close friends all ended up being from massachusetts like 20 35 minutes away from each other that we didn't know previously but we all just kind of found each other um but i never really had like a thick boston accent and it wasn't until like i went to a, a catholic high school so a lot of my uh friends through middle school like i came back and saw them freshman year and all of a sudden they're dropping the R's and everything. And it's like, you didn't have that. And I, I just never knew if that was like a puberty thing or just like, all right, this is what all the <laughs> cool seniors are doing. Like I, and it's, I just never got it. Like it never happened to me. And my dad's from like upstate New York. So he never really had the Boston accent. My mom's from Rockland. So she does. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like a weird blend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like the same for me where you, you grow up and you go through high school and everyone's got the same accent. And I went, you know, growing up in Southie and I went to high school in, in Dorchester. So it really wasn't much of a difference there. But yeah. even for me going to, to BU, you'd think it'd be all amongst, the, you know, fellow Bostonians and half people on my floor freshman year from New York, Jersey, oh, yeah. California and so all that stuff. So I remember we had like a floor meeting the first day. And our I our R I have to say this actually <laughs> our R A came in and walked in and was like, Is everyone here? Okay. And then she walks out and is rounding up people and someone's like, Who the hell is that? I'm like, Oh, it's I A. And everyone's just like, What the hell did you just say? It's like, uh, Jesus, this is true, right? Like cause I, I honest to God didn't really notice it until you get called out on it in the middle of a, a flow meeting your first day of college. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely there. Yeah. I, I think that's great. Okay. So I love it. I love, I love the little colloquialisms in, in the talk here. Let's, let's hop right into it though. Let's start uh, maybe with our bottom, our worst five Boston accents. Maybe we could start with number five. We'll all kind of go around and say a little bit, uh, Connor, since you're our guest, please, uh, please lead us off here. So yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, worthy candidates here, but I'm gonna go yeah. with Sarah Formiga from uh, The Departed, who does two bad things, I think, in that she's one inconsistent, 
because it goes <laughs> yeah. back and forth. But then, like, when she goes for it, it sounds really bad, which is like, it, it's one thing if you commit to one of the two bad things, but if you, you got two strikes where you're, you know, it sounds just like Vera Farmiga, like normally, and then it just completely bottoms out. So I think she's my pick for number five. Yeah, and, and she's probably one of the most, uh, like, the worst offenders, I think. I think she's probably one of the most, like, well-known offenders. Mm-hmm. If you think of The Departed, that's, like, a classic uh, Boston movie. I think maybe for good and bad reasons, I think there's a lot of bad accents. I think The Departed's going to be coming up kind of frequently yeah. in this list here. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's so bad that it's great. You know, it's kind of that Spider-Man 3 type of feel for me at a certain point. I've gone through waves where I love The Departed. <laughs> And then I kind of hated it. And now I'm like, it's, I, I love it for all the reasons that I hated it again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but see, the uh, two outside of here, they love it. They think it's totally Boston and everything. Go watch right. Black Mass. And then that, I mean, I'm sure you can test that more, Connor, because you're from yeah. and everything. Yeah. But um, so for my number five, Wes, I just made a last minute adjustment because there's one, one um, portrayal that I know you cited. I'm not sure if Connor did as well, but I snuck in Amy Adams from The Fighter. And I feel like there are moments where she kind of gets it, but then there, but then there, I was watching the scene on the porch with, um, with, with Christian Bale right after they, they, there was this whole, well, one of the many fiascos in that movie. And she's, I'm hearing her just blatantly leaving ours where she shouldn't. And she just sounds tentative throughout all this. I understand you got to remember your lines and all that stuff. And I can't do that shit. But at some point, you got to just, you got to commit to that completely. I don't know what's going on there. And that's an Academy Award winning, uh, you know, multi time nominated actress there. You know, th- this mm-hmm. can give uh, even the best of actors and actresses uh, uh, fits here. Yeah, absolutely. And she ran track at URI, if I'm not mistaken. At least uh, that that Amy Adams, not 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 really Amy Adams, but the character. She did, uh, but did. she potty too hot and she dropped out. And she like, yeah, party. yeah, exactly. <laughs> she liked to party at bars, not bars, bars, yes. bars. Yeah, red flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, number five again. This kind of was going to what we said before. Like, I just can't picture this Boston accent at all for me. This is Ed Helms in Chappaquiddick. So this is kind mm-hmm. of a fairly new one. Uh, but to take him seriously, to see him try to attempt the Boston accent, and, and I still see Andy from The Office. Like, <laughs> so it's tough to kind of like put that because it's kind of like a similar role where he's like a pretty boy, upper upper middle class, hot, you know, upper echelon, upper crust of society. And and again, he kind of goes for this is like a constant one. I think you had mentioned this, Connor, with like the nasally uppity kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the Kennedy Mayor Quimby type complex. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people fail at that. And he, he, he's one of them. And a lot of the people on my honorable mention list, I kind of had to put him on there because there was one uh, culprit who was like the worst at mm-hmm. the, this Kennedy one. And we'll get into him a little bit later. But Ed Helms, my number five. Yeah. Uh, number four for me, I'm going again with The Departed. I'm going with uh, Martin Sheen yeah. as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as a captain. I mean, there's there's a lot of bad ones in there, like you know Alec Baldwin. I think stands out, but the thing is Alec Baldwin just you can't take it seriously anyway because it's just Alec Baldwin just being like a pissed off dude. Like yeah, like Martin Sheen. I think whether maybe it's just like his natural voice when you like add like just a bad accent over it, it just sounds so like jarring. Micro like, processes. Yeah, like, that, <laughs> or, like I think as soon as that movie came out, like the number one thing all my buddies would always be is like, "Any of you mugs got a light?" It's like you like, open the door when your buddies are out front. Like there's always be something like that. It's like it's just so it it like takes you out of it when it's just Martin Sheen too. When you like, especially when you just know how he. If you watch like the West Wing or something, you see him as like uh you know this hardcore you know Boston uh, captain. Yeah. It throws you way out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then you know, Alec Baldwin made my honorable list of just because again, he's he throws so much heat. He's throwing oh, yeah. one ten the whole time. But yeah. it's like all I could think I was rewatching one of the clips was like uh right when they're about to set up and he's like the Patriot Act thing, but he's oh, yeah. like, What what do you smoke? You smoke, you got a light, you just smoke what do you want them? Health freaks? All right, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has like this whole conversation with himself in like 10 seconds. And then he has that whole thing too with Mark Wahlberg, right? Where he's like too busy fucking your mother or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That whole back and forth, which yeah. is great. Yeah. I think yeah. that that should have been all improvised if it if it wasn't already. I had him on my honorable mention list too. I actually had Martin Sheen uh, on there as well. When I was but for some reason I was like, this doesn't sound good to me. But then I saw on list because I'm trying, you know, I haven't watched some of these movies in a long time. I'm looking up, trying to find good ones, especially because again, that's the toughest part in all this. And I see him on some on a like one or two good lists. And I was like, wait, and I went back and listened, like, this this doesn't sound good. But I say, whatever, fine. I guess I'll just leave him off, put him in honorable mention. But for my number four in all this, in this one, I I was gonna move it up a little bit higher, but the other three are just so bad. Um, this is actually number four. This is Joel Edgerton in Black Mass. And mm-hmm. playing John Conley. Now, part of the reason I dislike this too is because so my host family from the Cape actually is from Southie as well, Connor. And there were a few times uh, over the years covering the Red Sox and stuff where I would stay up there and yeah. I would hear stories. They you know they show me all oh, this is this was Whitey's house. This is where his brother lived. And then yeah. you know and then I and I asked him stories and different things. And you know he had his things that my host parents had things to say about um, Whitey and his brother. But it, Conley was always the one that they had the biggest issue with. Is John Conley, <laughs> that fucking guy, he they had a problem with him. But, yeah. yeah. So I, so I, so he stunk in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And the character is also a scumbag. So. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, I, I couldn't get over the hair, the hair, and just watching him. Like, he had a very punchable face throughout that whole movie. Uh, yes, that, he did. That's just me. I still like uh, the movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's an okay movie. It's like, Jesse, it's like Jesse Plemons with his hair all up like that. That was like right after Breaking Bad came out too. It's like, oh, it's Todd. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. I just saw the uh, – maybe this was, this was a while back. I think the uh, Whitey Bulger house was like going for like $1.5 in South oh, Boston. Yeah, like, like bank. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, just go live in a murderer's house. Who yeah, knows? it's fine. You know, it's cool. Raises the value. Yeah, exactly. It's a you know, good talking point at dinner. It's like yeah. that the festive spoons. Um, <laughs> Jack – Number four, Jack Nicholson from The Departed. Uh, so again, I, this is going to be you know right on the we, we touched on a lot of it, so it won't be too long. But you know that one line that he kind of that's kind of famous where he goes in and out, and he just kind of gives up on it. But he's like, when I tell you to dump a body in the mosh, I mean in the mosh, and it's just so so bad. And like I can't even do the accent. Like that's kind of how much of a fraud I am. So just, just take that for a grain of salt. But I do love everything that he says after like this. He's like. You know, this ain't reality TV. <laughs> it, it's it just, again, 110, the whole movie. Everyone's just throwing flames. It, it doesn't help that Jack Nicholson, if he was reading like an audio book, it would take him like 40 minutes to go through one chapter, just the way he like talks anyways. So when he says mash, it, it feels like it goes on for like yeah, a good drags. like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, all right, let's, let's go on to number three here. Yeah, number three, I'm going kind of, uh, you know, what you were saying about Ed Helms is that like weird 50s, 60s accent that I think everyone thought that just because like, the Kennedys had that, everyone right. did, which was not true. But uh, I'm going with uh, Tom Hanks and Catch Me If You Can, Yeah, um, who's got like just this. And Tom Hanks, love him as an actor, great dude. Not very good with the New England Boston accent because he also, in Captain Phillips, isn't really that good in it. But something yeah. I think when you add on the the that old timey like Kennedy cadence, which again not everyone had, 
like I can't even do like a bad impression of it because I, I can't get that cane sound. But when he's like, you passed the bar in Louisiana, yeah. Frank, it's like, oh, what, who the hell talks like that? Like, But he uh, does do a better job at Captain Phillips. Like he pull, pulls yeah, it back. He, he doesn't he does do better. that old-timey and, thing. And that, and that's you know it helps too when you're at least doing like a like a modern one where you at least you know, you're not right. adding like another ca- cadence on top of it because it's like it's like DiCaprio and uh you know Shutter Island where he's not only doing an accent but he also has to do that again like that 50s weird kind of thing that right. I think everyone talked like back then it's like we're not we're not in a Jimmy Cagney movie you know we, we don't <laughs> we don't talk like that especially in like the 50s and 60s so poor Tom Hanks gets the number three spot on my list that I, I won't say anything more on that because that's t- my number three as a matter. Matter of fact, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Nick, what do you got? So I actually have Jack Nicholson as my number three on this list. So I'm not going to, I don't have much more to add. And also I think what's needed to be said has been said, but I will say Tom Hanks um, was on my short list. He was the one I knocked out for Amy Adams. Just wanted to throw in another one in there. But I do want to say one thing to uh, going back to black mask, because obviously Jack Nicholson is supposed to kind of be Whitey Bulger and all this too. Um, Johnny Depp's uh, portrayal in black mask. I, I was, I went back and watched a lot of this, um, getting in preparation for this movie because I mean for this episode because I'm trying to see if there's any I, I don't know I just felt like he didn't he there was a lot of the the script was written in such a way where he kind of was able to avoid the R's a lot in the course of it all yeah and it was I found that very strange I just felt like he talked really slow and it was like kind of just Johnny Depp but old but man didn't, didn't he have fake teeth like were teeth like a crazy color in that like I wouldn't be surprised if he had some like prosthetics and then like they're trying crazy to tell him to up. drop the R's on top of that like yeah he's just yeah, it, it out just sounded like a menacing Johnny Depp like yeah. just speaking really slowly which I mean like it worked for the character in terms of like being a menacing dude but it wasn't yep. like a dude you would expect coming out of like you know the selfie projects or anything like that no that's not what i would have thought at all but he was still ter- i mean i watched that and it was like this is this is a much more terrifying portrayal than what we saw in the departed which is like oh, right cool and fun and ooh, you know I'm jack Nicholson. Cop, cops and robbers oh, it's yeah, fine yeah, no, no, big yeah. deal. Like, no this is some serious freaking shit mm-hmm. so. all right so I'll, I'll jump in here with my number two here since we moved on right says so uh i got John Goodman was playing the role of Commissioner Ed Davis uh, in Patriots Day. And it seems like he's like trying to do a little bit of like Mumbles Menino in here because he's talking with like rocks full of his mouth the whole time. The, the, the line that really gets me is when they're debating whether to release the pictures to uh, like the press. And, that, and that's all you hear him say is like, we need to release the pictures. <laughs> and it's just really, it's just so bad. Again, he's like jumbling and everything like – I, I don't know what Commissioner Ed Davis sounds like, uh, but this wasn't John Goodman's best effort, in my opinion. Great movie. Hate Mark Wahlberg. Connor, I would love your opinion. I feel like uh, Mark Wahlberg is a horrible representation of Boston. Uh, I'm a, Bos- a Ben Affleck guy, uh, mm-hmm. the Boston alpha male. Uh-huh. I, I don't know where you stand on that or if you'd like to weigh in. I hate Mark Wahlberg. I, I can't stand the dude. His burgers suck. He's a shitty actor. Thank you. <laughs> he's, Thank not a, you. he's legitimately not a good dude, um, <laughs> which everyone kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Mark Wahlberg. Even like in The Departed, people are like, oh, he was so good. It's like he's playing a pissed off dude from Dorchester. He's literally playing himself. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's exactly. book. He got an Oscar nomination out of it. He's just, he's just pissed off. That's that. right. He did get an Oscar. Oh, my God. He was, wow. the only, he was the only actor in it that got a, an Oscar nom, I think, which, I mean, again, it's a lot of hammy roles in that in that movie. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. that Mark Wahlberg is <laughs> as playing himself. But Have now, you guys always disliked him? Because I haven't always disliked him. I'm not a fan now. 
The funny thing is, actually, he's fine in like uh, movies where he plays like a, like a big dummy. So I don't hate him in like like I, Ted is not a movie I watched. I when I watched it as a freshman in college, I was like, this this is the funniest movie ever. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, he's fine in that where he plays like a big dummy. Um, like one of my favorite movies is Boogie Nights, which he's good in that, but he also just plays like a he big plays like a big dummy. Yeah, yeah, he plays a big meathead in that too. So. Uh, yeah. it, I like haven't really usually been a fan, but there's some movies I watch. I'm like, ah, well, you know, I'll just tune him out. Like if I if I know what he is and like where he's a, like a dummy in Boogie Nights, I can still enjoy it. Where it's yeah, not he, like he picks great movies. You know, he's not yeah. he's not great. Like he doesn't make movies great, but he's a part of great movies. Right. Yeah. And it, and then it was really the Super Bowl in Atlanta thing that like tipped me off that this guy's a fraud. Like oh, did he, that just like, pushed me over early. the edge. That he that he left Bob Craft sweet like. And yeah, then he you're, you're in Bobcraft suite. Yeah, you also use like his kid as an excuse. Yeah. Like, come on, buddy. Yeah, get out of my face. But I when that happened, then I started to hear him. I had no idea that he was like this this a hole. Then I find out. Then I have no time for you. Then he, everything yeah. you do pretty much sucks. We got we got a bunch of other guys. We'll turn to. Don't worry. We we don't yeah. need Mac. What's your number two then, Connor? Uh, number two for me, a uh, guy who regardless of what the accent is, is having a rough day uh, when he has to do one is Kevin Costner in 13 days, which is, uh, yeah, came out in, I think maybe the late nineties, early two thousands, but about the Cuban missile crisis. And he plays a guy in Kennedy's, I think maybe he's like his chief of staff or something like that, but he's from, I think Worcester and, Dude, it's just it's what you'd expect. Like, I don't know who did like the casting for that. I was like, you know who we need here, Kevin Costner. Like, we know <laughs> this guy nails these accents, so I'm gonna roll him in there. So I know the perfect guy, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, and it's like you know, like the track record with with Kevin Costner, and the fact that he usually just does Kevin Costner, and, and then he but he tries here, and it's so friggin' bad. Like in a movie where you also have you know, a bad Kennedy impression where at least you're doing like an impression, not like a, right. you know, a, 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 a breakdown of his accent. Like <laughs> Kevin Costner, just every time he talks, it's so bad. You wonder why, like they didn't just launch the missiles after like Kevin Costner's the guy <laughs> who's on the phone negotiating to stop the Cuban missile crisis. Well, in, in my opinion, he would be number one, uh, change my mind podcast. We are an official anti Kevin Costner pro Cal Ripken podcast here. So that's, uh, <laughs> I just want to get that out there on the record. So I, I fully stand behind me. that pick. Go speak for me. I, I will. I will in this case. I love Feel the Dreams. I don't know why people hate that movie. Do you, Connor, do you know that story? Because Wes was the first one to tell me the, the Cal Ripken, Kevin Costner story. I actually don't know about that one, though. Oh, oh okay. well, well, allegedly, and just to get everyone else up up to speed here. So allegedly, mm -hmm. Cal Rukin Jr. was supposed to have his streak end one night, um, and that, uh, prior to that, right before game time, he caught his wife uh, in bed with Ke <laughs> one Kevin Costner, uh, and he was so distraught about it, he was going to put the the um, you know streak on the line. And what they did that day, they had it was something they had like a light issue or something is what they came up with. So he got his one at bat, and then the game was canceled, uh, and then he left. Uh, so the streak, you know, sh should have been canceled. You know, it was almost put on the line. The Iron Man streak, Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, so, because of fucking Kevin Costner. I mean, that's a devastating hit. Like, feel the dream zone. Kevin oh, Costner yeah. ruin, ruining his baseball dream. Right. <laughs> it, it, someone was doing it for love of the game. Am I right? Yeah. 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 It's all alleged. Okay. Just putting that out there. That's why allegedly, I have not, Yeah, there's quotes allegedly. around that. Allegedly. Yeah, so, so Wes could be wrong, which is why I haven't fully gone away from Kevin Costner and all this. Anyways. Yeah, Kevin we're all well-respected journalists. We don't need to get caught up in anything. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. But the number one rule in journalism school, Wes, is... 
Yeah, ne- never run away from a good story. You know, don't, I was don't say, let never the let truth the, get in the way of a good story. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Anyways, yeah, that right. brings me to my number two, which I am stunned that you guys left this off. Maybe it's just because you don't look at this as a Boston movie, which I can totally understand it. Um, but I think everybody, again, outside of New England thinks that this, oh, this is totally a Boston movie. Fever pitch, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he's not even putting. He's not even doing a Boston accent, and I get it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. But he's raised. You go into the Sox games and everything like that. I don't know Drew Barrymore's situation. I can't remember. I can't stand Drew Barrymore. We are deaf. Are you a Drew Barrymore fan, Wes? Because I no. I, I think this whole movie dropped the accent. Like I don't even think they even tried. Like I went back and like was looking at clips, and maybe it was, this was like only through the trailers and the clips that I was watching. But like it didn't seem like they really laid it on thick here at all. I think the guy who's narrating the story at the beginning tries to have one, like his, uh, the, the dude with the glasses and the hair we've seen. Oh, I, I right, yeah. He's one of those actors who shows up every once in a while. The but, doctor, he's that guy, yeah. Yeah, but you don't, there's, and I think the the family that Jimmy Fallon kind of grows up with going to the games with and stuff, they all have the accent. And Jimmy doesn't, he doesn't pick it up along the way. I, f- I feel like Jimmy just negotiated in the deal. It's like, we're going to have a bunch of like goobas who are going to be around you, who are going to like have the thick accent. And then like all of his buddies who does like the, the draft, like the fit, like the draft with to get the season tickets yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Those are the guys who are pulling the weight of like, you exactly. know, we're going to have you be the townie guys and Jimmy Fallon just be Jimmy Fallon. Yep. Would Fitzy one of the friends in that movie? Like, I feel like he would be like a perfect <laughs> friend in that movie. He might've been, I don't know. I yeah, it was probably that. before his time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I could see that happening though. Anyways, so yeah, Jimmy Fallon in the inferior pitch is my number two. Okay, all right. What do you got for your number two, Con? Did we did we get you yet in there? Yeah, I got I got Costner. So I think that's we're, right. Yeah, we're all right. Um, number one. Yeah, we got lost in the snake at some point. It all got, <laughs> it got screwed up here. My number one, uh, Mystic River, Sean Penn. Uh, Sean Penn, one of the more I mean, you talk about assholes, right? Someone who takes himself yes. so seriously. We were just talking about Spicoli and uh, and Shia LaBeouf and everything and the Fast Mont. Uh, mm-hmm. Fast times at Ridgemont High uh, tablery. This guy, you know, takes himself so seriously. I, a guy I don't picture being a Bostonian by any means, no matter how much of a scumbag uh, he is. And I feel like that's a staple for some reason. If I'm going to believe that you're going to be a Bostonian, you kind of have to be a scumbag, right? Which I'm not sure like, why my mind works that way, but that, that's that's it. This guy is a classic scumbag. Don't buy him. And you get the classic line in there: uh, "Is that is that my daughter in there?" <laughs> My it's, daughter in there? it's about like 900 decibels higher yeah. it's shrieking it's not even a yell it's like shrieking it oh uh, it, it's so great and like when it came up on netflix you know how you get those like extended clips like it's not oh, even yeah. a trailer but they'll just play like a clip from the movie <laughs> and it was that one and i was trying to tell my wife like about this scene and i was like oh i think it's on uh netflix i'll pull it up and it just so happened to be that exact scene and i was like we're watching this movie like this is like <laughs> the most over the top th- and it's so serious right it's such a sad scene but mm-hmm. he goes way over the top that i just can't help but laugh into it and, and mm-hmm. the accent don't even bother and he got an oscar out of it too yeah that's right yes. oh that's right oh man yeah, that scene probably won him an oscar and i'm just shrieking uh, the entire time yeah. <laughs> that's it I, that was the role right there i've it's never like, understood the sean penn appeal in general not a big fan no Especially in that role, it's like he went to like he did the same route that like DiCaprio did to get the Revenant, which I mean he was good in the Revenant, but it was him like just getting the shit kicked out of him for like two hours and screaming. Like he was good, but it's like I can think of like other roles where I think he was probably a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He would be a big uh, Bigelow T guy. You got to save the voice all that, <laughs> right. all that yelling. Exactly. So I think the first movie that I ever fell asleep in in the theaters, maybe it's the only one. I think it's the only one is The Gunman with um with, that Sean Penn stars in. It was in 2015. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember a single thing that happened in that movie. It was brutal. That makes three of us, my friend. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. What, what do you got, Nick? 
Uh, so my number one, wait a minute, does Connor have the same, I don't want to take stuff on Connor. I don't know if he has the same number one as me. Why don't you go first, Connor? Um, I'm going with a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Black Mass. So <laughs> is that what yeah. you have? Yeah. Yep, that's exactly I mean, it's, it's funny. I got a lot of like, some people were, it's shocking on Twitter. You had a bunch of reply guys who were like, uh, you know, it actually, he's doing a impression of Billy Bulger. Have you heard him talk? It's like, yeah, I know what he sounds like. And I, I get what Benedict Cumberbatch is going for. Cause he has like that kind of weird kind of delivery but mm-hmm. you you mix in like he's still it's not a good accent plus like benedict come come about voice anyway <laughs> it just is like super jarring when you hear it like mm-hmm. every every time he's in a, in a scene like especially the one where he's with um joel edgerton where yeah like, at yeah, the like restaurant. Oh. yeah it's like yeah. going back and forth i was like oh but yeah. it's just something about <laughs> it whether i think it's like the holy it's like the perfect storm of just like Cumberbatch's own voice plus like what he's trying to do with like the delivery plus <laughs> yeah. it's just a bad accent it's just it's sh- like shocking like I was like in the theater I saw it at the uh the old Somerville theater in Davis Square we watched it there and um you know he goes through that first scene you see him I think it's when he's with you know Whitey and his mom and I'm sitting there I'm like holy shit like this movie <laughs> like what did they do here so that, that's far and away number one for me yeah, that's I'm right there with you. That's my number one as well. Just to get into some of the honorable mentions before we get to the good ones, um, I also had I mentioned a few of them already, but uh, Mel Gibson, The Edge of Darkness. I was yeah. watching, I saw a scene of that. Real one. Bad. Ooh, God, that was freaking brutal. Yeah. And then I don't know. I need help on this one. Boondock Saints. I know that Norman Reedus and his brother, I forget that actor's name, are yeah. Irishmen in that movie. Now Norman yes. Reedus' accent sucks in that movie, but I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, not Boston. The Bostonian in that movie, right? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. He was an FBI agent. I don't think oh. he's from Boston. I just wanted to double check. Because if it was, like, there's no accent there. Right? It doesn't, doesn't yeah. even try. It's just okay. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we're fine. So then that, we've covered all my honorable mention already. So, yeah, I mentioned a couple of them. I had uh, Adam Sandler, Donnie Berger uh, from That's <laughs> My Boy. You know, that, like, and he kind of goes some accent. But then he's also just kind of doing, like, the Adam Sandler, like, accent. Like, the, the goobly goo type of thing that he does. Yeah. <laughs> That, so, it'd, it'd be funny if the director was like committed to him doing a Boston accent, but just Adam Sandler can't help himself to just to do like the Adam Sandlerisms yeah. and just yeah. is ruining it. So just like we thought this was gonna be the time. We, we thought this was gonna be the Oscar. This was before Uncut Gems. It's like we yeah. thought we thought like, we had one here. This is the one here. We got it. Um, no, I didn't actually. I don't really remember this movie very well. But uh, from a lot of the lists that I've done research, they said this one was pretty bad. So this is just to kind of get it out there. Diane Lane from The Perfect yes. Storm. Uh, she wasn't very good. Uh, the other one, it's tough because I, you know, I feel like some of the women have a tough role uh, in doing the Boston accent sometimes. I don't know if they're if it's always like there, but you know, Blake Lively from The Town. She's yes. a quintessential look of yes. a uh, Boston girl. You know, maybe maybe you know. Yeah, Boston girl, I'd say, at a certain type. But mm-hmm. the, the accent's not there. No. Nope. Yeah, Definitely it's, not. Not, it's not there for me. Everything's know? there but that. And it's probably a little more attractive than most of them. Uh, a couple yeah. movies that didn't, like 21. 21 didn't have any Boston accents in it. They didn't no. even try, I feel. Kevin Spacey or, or who is it? It's not Ewan McGregor, but the other British guy. What is that, uh, MIT? Yeah, yeah, it's all. It's yeah, all he, <laughs> he lived there, though, right? I thought his mom lived he, like, he's in town. MIT. He's MIT. I mean, come yeah, on. I guess he was a local kid, though. He yeah. worked in a suit shop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Fine. Uh, but, Connor, did you have – you had a few more because you did a, t- a, a worst 10, right? Yeah. Uh, I pretty much said all the guys you had. Uh, Diane Lane. Yeah, that one yeah. stands out. That one I think people were like, you should have had her higher because it's – that one she pours it on pretty heavy. Uh, Matt Damon, I think The Departed's really bad. Um, yeah. 
I think just it's so over the top that it, it like even takes you out of it where he's just like, but anytime he says, fuck you, it's the best fact. It's just like the F A A A A H K. It's like, fuck you. It's like, all right. Like, <laughs> well, like after they play rugby or something with the, uh, the, oh, yeah, the firefighters. Like, yeah, exactly. Go save, tree, uh, go save a kitten up in a tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, he's up there among the many pretty rough, bad accents in the departed. Um, Laura Lenny's not that good in mystic river. I don't think, um, Again, that's Walmart. Again, it's just kind of pouring it on heavy. So there's a whole bunch you can go through. It's like the list is crazy. Yeah, there's a lot. But the good, the goods. I think we're going to have a lot of overlap in the goods on these two lists. Yeah, and and just to keep things tight, we'll we'll run through these a a little bit quicker here on on the top five here. So number five for me is uh, Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting. Um, I I like his uh, performance. I think it's very uh, nuanced. Again, I think like when you think of memorable Boston uh, performances, they're usually scumbags. He's not <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of defies that. Um, and, and again, he kind of, he kind of has the subtle uh, little, little things going on with him there that I like about the Boston, but it's not like too thick. So, yeah. uh, so it's good, I understated. Like, yeah. Good job. Like, yeah, it's important exactly. too heavy. Yeah. Uh, five, five for me is uh, Jeremy Renner in the town. Um, yep. I think he does a, a good job as, you know, someone from not around here. It seems like it seems more authentic, you know, even more than I think maybe a lot of those other guys and even like Alpha. Like I think Jeff Renner just did a good job of kind of assuming kind of what that role is. And I think he did a pretty good job with it. Yeah. I mean, this, he's my number two. Uh, oh, so yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Oh, he was good. Someone from an outsider coming in and then really just nailing that someone that we all know from, you know, high school or something like that. Like, I love, you know, when he's talking to, uh, you know, the bank teller when they're outside out to eat at the, at the restaurant or something, yeah. he's like talking about Jim or Jim. And he's like, well, yeah. you can have this one. He's a, he's a real gem, you know, oh, yeah. just yeah. that kind of like yeah. shit talking thing that you could tell he was like probably a real prick in high school. Yeah. The, yeah. the uh, what is it? When he's, when Ben Affleck says, I need your help. I can't, you can't ask me any questions, but we're going to hurt some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, who's cow we yeah. thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The best, maybe the best line in the whole movie. And then the yes. back and forth too, when, when him and Affleck are go, like, he's talking about, um, when Affleck entertains be never gonna be me, you, Shine, and your sister dressing up and playing house. So get that through your fucking head. Yeah, yeah. yeah in that in that same scene, he's like, "What do you mean? Oh, what are you talking about, Shine? All you care about is Coke and Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now that's now that's a tandem, right? Like, yes. that's, that's something. Right? Yes, every, I think everybody loves the town, right? Consensus, good movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, for my money, that's the best Boston movie. Hmm. That's that's just me. That's something we're going to have to do another day for rankings because we haven't done that yet, right, Wes? No, no, we haven't. I'll tell you what, it was a good, that was a great time for that to come out because that came out right when I was a freshman in college out in Chicago. Oh, and everybody thought, oh, it was perfect. Everybody loved it. Um, so actually, Renner is my number four, but I'm still on my number five. I actually went with Melissa Leo, uh, who is the mother in yes. The Fighter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she also looks the part very yeah, much, yeah. too. Yes. And that that definitely helps a ton, but she is so whiny. She, and she plays the role well, too. I, I really, I, okay. She's a pain in the friggin' ass, but I like looking at her performance objectively. She does an outstanding job. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I think she smokes a great cigarette too. So that's that's something I'm yes. big on. Like, like, who smokes a really good cigarette in this? And and again, that that kind of just assumes that Boston uh, role, that persona a little bit. There's, I, I imagine she smokes like a nice Winston, maybe a Paul <laughs> Mall, yeah. uh, maybe of the hundred variety uh, at a certain point. Yes. You know, I feel like as you get older, there you, know, you need those longer cigarettes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think she she does a great job. That brings us to you on number four, Wes. Yeah, so my number four, I'm going back to the Adam Sandler well here and <laughs> doing a Longfellow Deeds from, uh, of course, Mr. Deeds. 
Um, and, and this one, because you don't really think, because it doesn't take place in Boston, and he's a New Hampshire guy, but he's still, you know, New Hampshire accent, it, it's still the Boston accent there. Yep. I think uh, Rhode Island, Island in, is when you kind of start to get that New York mix in. There's definitely a little different accent, I would say, in Rhode Island uh, than like yeah. the Boston and, and New Hampshire uh, yeah, thing that's right. going on there, but um, I, I think he does a good job. He's I got wicked bad frostbite, you know, he, he, and it just kind of rolls off naturally too. It's, it sounds like he's not really um, efforting too much here. I don't want to use the subtle term again because that's what, how I already described Robin Williams, but you could tell that Adam Sandler grew up with this accent and, and didn't have to really flex it as much because then he kind of disowned his New England ship, right? He calls himself a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but he can kind of check back into it when he has to. I think they, I think he did a good job of that here. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he's from around here originally. Yeah. Uh, good call, Wes. Okay. I think uh, who who's it? Silverman. Um, I think Sarah Silverman. I think they're from the same town in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. really? Huh. Yeah. And like Seth Myers. I think they're all or in like the same maybe like region. Hmm. Didn't huh. know that. What do you got at number four, Connor? Um, kind of going off of uh, what you said, Wes, in terms of kind of an understated job, I thought Michael Keaton actually did a pretty good job in Spotlight. Um, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a movie where it seems like uh, they did a pretty good job of getting, you know, either the actual people or people that really worked with them on getting those accents down. Because, again, it wasn't no one in the Spotlight had a, a super thick accent. It wasn't like a townie guy that was, you know, fighting with them the whole time. But him, like Stanley Tucci, I think did a pretty good job. So I think, again, it wasn't super uh you know you know outlandish or anything like that but you, you weren't looking for that in a guy like michael keaton in that role but he, he hit on kind of all the smaller points that it sounded like just a dude who got the accent but it's not like he's he's dropping dropping it every single time it, it worked well for what he was going for in that role yeah one of the clips that i saw when i was going back that was was of him and he's talking to i don't know it looks like someone he went to like high school with or something like mm-hmm. that and they're talking about one of the victims that they're reporting on he's like he played hockey there. It could have been one yeah. of us. It was all like the pre, you know, and it, yeah. it, it seems like a very, again, a very Boston thing. Like we, we grew up playing peewees together. That could have yeah. been one of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Played on the third line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw that clip and leading up to this too. I thought that was, that's a good call. I actually wound up for my number three. Cause I, yeah, we're in three now. Are you guys doing? Yeah. yeah you you had your four. Yes, was Leonard, right. So right. Okay. Right. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Okay. So I actually went with Tim Robbins from mystic river and I was watching, uh, again, watching a few clips, getting ready for all this. Hadn't seen this movie in a while. And the thing that's different about Robbins too, is he's like, what is he probably like a, a character in his fifties or sixties at this point, mm-hmm. right? Something along those lines. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. And he's very, um, you know, where we, where people t- like the stereotype that Boston people will talk fast. He's a little bit more methodical, but it fits for the age of his character. Obviously his character seen a lot of shit as we find mm-hmm. out throughout the course of the movie. Um, but I thought that he didn't lean into it too hard. It was like just the right amount. It, it's still not the best. I think the two that I have ahead of him are far and away better, but he's, kind of i think on a slightly different level than where i have renner and melissa leo mm-hmm. yeah i mean i liked it because I, I had him on that list and i kind of dropped him out to an honorable mention i thought he did a good job but i think what what aids him even better is that he's up against sean penn mm. and uh kevin bacon kevin bacon I've, or is kevin bacon in that movie yes he's, he's a cop yeah yeah that's right uh because i, I screw him up with city on the hill he's, he's done a couple of the good boston movies now I think he's someone who's come back regularly and actually has done a pretty decent job. But when you have, you know, those guys, and he can kind of play it subtly and doesn't have to go over the top, yes. uh, which which I think kind of helped him out there. Bacon's also in Black Mask, and also Lawrence Fishburne is in that too. And I saw some of his stuff, and I, I didn't think he was particularly all that great uh, yeah. with his accent yeah. either. So, Connor, what do you got for number three? 
Uh, number three, I'm going with, I think you could put a couple of different people from uh, Manchester by the sea. I think actually yeah. the guy who stood out to me that impressed me because Casey Affleck's good, but I put him in the same role as uh, uh, Wahlberg in The Departed where he's also from around here. So he knows how to get that. Right. And he also just naturally has that kind of like nasally kind of voice that works well anyway. Casey Affleck. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, yeah, the, the Duncan one was like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. but I actually think a guy who stood out well in uh, Manchester by the sea is actually the, the kid Lucas Hedges. I think he did mm-hmm. a pretty good job of, he like reminds me of every like high school hockey player, like just the, like the cadence he kind of has and, and stuff like that. So I thought he did a good job. And then I think Michelle Williams, who I think is good in like everything she does, but sure. I thought she did a pretty good job. Um, so I think mm-hmm. anyone on that group, but I'll go with Lucas Hedges. Cause I think for a guy who's not from around here, who is kind of got those smaller kind of inflections in the way he kind of carries about himself. I think he did a really good job for a guy like that. I, I love that. And of course, uh, you know, Michelle Williams got her start uh, in the Cape Cod themed show, uh, Dawson's Creek. So maybe that was yeah. her time to work on the accent there. <laughs> no, it was filmed in North Carolina. And I'm <laughs> sure there were no accents used. So mm. just another little no tie in, right? That was, that was a little, little something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three, uh, this, was, this was an Academy Award winning performance, if I'm not mistaken. Christian Bale and The Fighter. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, a, a great depiction of a, uh, you know, strung out, uh, yeah, strung out drug, druggy. You know, I think he, he pretty much nails it on the head there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, there's always like there, there's a thing that my friends like to say when we describe people. You know, it's like in town, like definitely townies. I think this would be qualify as one. Uh, it's, it's good guy, local guy, horrible babysitter, and like that last <laughs> thing. What you're supposed to say is like really something bad. You know, like good guy, local guy, just. Uh, you know, don't lend him any money, you know, or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Just don't leave him around your kids. Like, and I feel like that's what people would say about, uh, you know, Christian Bale's performance in, in uh, The Fighter. You know, he's like, he's a good guy. He's a local guy. Just, you know, just don't leave anything around him. Where'd you park the fucking car, boo-boo? Oh, I, yeah, boo-boo, right? yeah. I didn't fucking park it. You did. Oh, where'd you park the fucking car? Fuck it, I, need, I need the road work anyways. Road work? <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's a great runner. dials it up. You know, he dials it up, but I think he kind of pulls it off. Mm-hmm. He's my number one. He's my number one. I love Christian I love Bale in this movie. And a, a quick little side story. Um, after that movie came out, because The Fighter is one of my all-time favorites. After that movie came out, my dad wanted to get me boxing lesson, lessons with Dickie Eklund because I guess he was doing like group lessons or whatever. Huh. And then I was like, Dad, he's still kind of a mess from everything that I've seen <laughs> looking up. He's like, really? Yeah, he's still kind of a mess. So maybe we don't do that. He's like, you sure? Yes, I don't want lessons with Dickie Eklund. Thank you for the offer, but I'm all set. You'll just be thinking of just boo-boo the entire time as he's yeah. squaring up with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we'll go on to uh, number two here. My number two is Jer- Jeremy Renner. Um, Connor, who was your number two? Uh, number two for me is Christian Bale. I think he he nails it in that role. Especially yeah. that's like I think when we talked about earlier about you could see those people in that role. Um, you know, Christian Bale. It's like there's like that one scene where he's fighting with again Amy Adams when they're at the gym and she calls him like a junk bag or something. He's like, um, I'm eight, I'm eight months sober. You know, it's like that's like a dude. Like I've used to seeing those guys either outside, you know, like the packy or something like that. So yeah, you're hanging out at a VFW or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. The dude's just there. hanging around. Everyone knows him. Like he's generally will be harmless, but he's always like talking to you when you're walking by and you don't want to talk to. Him. Like it's one of yeah. those guys. Like he he nails that in terms of being that local guy who obviously he's kind of lost his way but he's got a whole bunch of a character to him so i, I think i yeah. mean deservingly won the oscar for that because he he was awesome in that role yeah knocked it out of the park please do so my number two west i believe is your number one would you like to say who it is 
Yeah, this, and if I, I may go on a limb, this may be Connor's number one too. It, it's uh, Amy Ryan from Gone yep. Baby Gone. Yep. Uh, you know, she is just again talking about the perfect, uh, you know, stereotypical to really embody someone that you know we all know in our lives. It's Amy Ryan, and there's nothing better in that scene where she's talking to Michelle Monaghan, who I think is also Boston. Right, Bridgewater, I think, uh, or is that Bridget Moynihan? I don't know. I could be could be mistaken. But anyway, uh, Casey Affleck, and they're all in the car scene, and she's uh, talking about how you know, kind of flirting with Casey Affleck, and yeah, you know, I'll say I won't say the f word. But, oh, you're dating the you know, going on and on and all that stuff, and it's like it is just perfect. Looks it down. And and to think that this is again like to you bring back from the office, like this is uh why am I blanking on her name? Oh, oh uh, uh Holly Holly Flax, right? Yeah, Holly yeah. Flax from the office there. And then to put this on where she like really looks like a dirt bag, you know, like a, like coming right out of the gutter, and she just plays such a wholesome character, you know, like it, the transformation is second to none. Yeah, no, that was like shocking when you first see that that movie. Like, just like I've I've seen this person fifty times over, you know, <laughs> growing up from around from around here. Just like mm-hmm. the the accent's great, but just like the the you know the cadence and the like the the nasally like high pitched voice that like also like drags on. Like it, it's mm-hmm. tough to like to explain, you know, especially if you haven't seen the movie. But just the, the overall way she kind of goes about it and how she delivers her lines, it's just like, oh my god, man! Like that was. Money. I don't think she even won. The, she was nominated. I don't think she won. Oh man, just like her unawareness and and like her sense of uh, like you know, uh, and not maybe not entitlement. Maybe entitlement's not a bad word, but you know, she's just like not aware of the situation. Is just kind of like always joking around while her kid is like gone. You know, gone, yeah. this is like the type of person you might see on Route One pushing a stroller with like a brown paper bag or something mm. like that. You know, maybe oh, yeah. a significant other. Uh, there as well, you know, maybe maybe in some jorts, you know. I that's, that's, that's like a testament to how good she is too, because I think we all did like the. Oh yeah, we know that person. We've yeah. seen this person fifty times. Like, yes, yeah. it's but, crazy. It's not just because yes, it's, she's she's a Boston girl, a thousand percent. But also, I feel like if you go to Fall River, New Bedford, any of the cities oh, that yeah. isn't like too far Western Mass, you've seen this girl. 50 times at least oh, yeah. in six. It's crazy. I, I mean, watch f- five minutes of it. If you don't know what a Boston girl's like, watch five minutes for portrayal and you're going to have a guide you what the average one is like. Yeah. So I feel like Blake Lively's character in the town is like a sexy version of what Amy Ryan is supposed to be in this movie. And like the, the Blake Lively version is probably like unrealistic. Like the Amy, mm. it's like that, that meme, right? Like Connor, you know what I mean here? Like expectations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> versus reality. And that's, exactly. and that's what you're getting there. Exactly. The meme hundred percent. Um, so that's great. And then, and then, so, okay. So Nick, what was your number one? My number one was Christian Bale. Okay. So, all right, so anything else you wanted to touch on with that? Uh, no, I mean, I just will, uh, I had a couple, no, I said what I needed to say there, but my honorable mentions really quickly. I mean, I just, well, I, the only honorable mentions I had were guys who are from Boston. I felt like, you know, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. it. They hit, they do well when they have to play themselves from home, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I will say the uh, the the sisters and the fighter were pretty good. I don't even know who they were. They might have just literally been people from Lowell. Oh, it's, it's some, yeah, they just pulled them right off the street there. Yeah, yeah they're like, hey, why don't you come here? Yeah, right. let's just cross this line. Right. Sign some paperwork. We'll get you. You, you get That's to punch him. You get to punch Amy Adams. Right. Wes, I'm stunned they didn't make your list because when we were getting ready for this, that was the first, those are the first like people you brought up. Oh, yes. That was my honorable mention in there. You know, I I thought, you know, that was, I wanted to give some credit to the actual people who performed here, you know, and actually Mm. did some, again, these were probably just city folk who were around. Maybe not. 
just just watching things happen as they were anyway. Just coming out of their triple deckers, just got their Duncans in hand. You know, they're hey, fuck you, Charlene. Yeah, that's a spot. As he's closing the door, too, it's like the, the person's walking the the cocker spaniel across the street. <laughs> and what kind of dog is that? A cocker spaniel? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice dog. Yeah. <laughs> I love perfect. that movie. I gotta rewatch that shit. Okay, so so Con, we'll wrap up here, and I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to drop in. Uh, before we go, though, I want to I want to put your coals to the fire here. Your feet to the fire. Your co- your feet to the coals. Yes, something like yeah, yeah. something around there. Yeah. I'm right around it. Uh, best Boston movie. Best Boston movie. My favorite Boston movie is uh, Goodwill Hunting, which maybe it's because I'm from around there, but I think that was the first movie I saw that, uh, especially from a screenplay, just how that was written, that I think resonated in terms of, I think, growing up, wherever you're from, even, uh, you know, you resonate with being, you want to grow up your whole life there and stuff like that. And that was the first movie, I think, in terms of taking it to screen where it shows you that, you know, you got to go and expand beyond that. Says the guy who went to BU and is now covering the Bruins, but you know, it says you can't just go hang around, you know, Southly the whole rest of your life. And I just think the performances in that are great. Robin Williams obviously is awesome in it. And that was the first movie I think when I watched it, that, you know, when you're, you know, 11, 12, you just want to watch action movies or something like that. That's the first movie where I think the only action yeah. is the dude gets punched out at the, uh, the playground. So oh, uh, that movie I think s- sticks out to me as one that, but there's, I mean, damn, there's a whole bunch of really good ones. Well, Casey well, Affleck's face in that scene sort of sticks out to me. Yes. I'm, throw that in there. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, it's uh, it's not your fault. It's not <laughs> I your know. fault. I know. It's not your fault. <laughs> I know. It's not uh, your fault. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like one of the all-time favorite movies. Again, mo- like, talk about rewatchable movies. I mean, anytime that's on TNT, TBS, any scene, that's going to suck me right into it. You know, like, no matter what, I always got like 10 minutes for Goodwill Hunting. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, so Connor, uh, once again, as you know, the NHL season, unfortunately, the Bruins, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't get to the final cup final again this year. But where can the people follow you as the uh, Stanley Cup final comes down to a close? Yeah, you can follow me uh, over at our site at bostonsportsjournal.com. Subscribe there, even though it's going to be a long off season. Uh, we're, we have pretty much stuff uh, dropping pretty much every single day, whether it's even, you know, Q&A's. Uh, you know, features, breakdowns, all that good stuff. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Connor Ryan underscore 93. It's Connor with one N. Yeah. And that's uh, the best gifts and memes in the game that you're going to get here. And and before we go, I know I said, uh, put your coals to the fire here. Uh, who's winning the Stanley cup final this year? I'm going with Dallas. I'm going after, after seeing what happened last year with, uh, the Bruins looking to that that St. Louis Blues team that promptly imploded because they're really not a good team. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Dallas. I think they got the defensive structure. I think they got a hot goalie in that. Uh, I'm all for Anton Hudobin lifting the cup, uh, hopefully by uh, the end of next week. So are you rooting for Anton Kudobin or are you rooting for Tyler Sagan here? <laughs> well, Tyler Sagan's not even uh, scoring right now, so he's pretty much doing a repeat of the, uh, the 2013 uh, – Cup final, so <laughs> I think it's more a testament of winning without him. So if, you know, it's it's like when uh the Cubs won in 2016, which was great to see, but also like Aroldo Chapman blew the save, so right. you can yeah. play him blowing the save, mm. but also like the Cubs won. It's like oh, okay, everyone wins. Speaking my Except language right now, except the Indians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, Connor, again, thanks so much, and enjoy the rest of the Cup final here, and we'll make sure to tag you on Twitter when this goes live. Sounds good. Thank you guys for having me. All right, buddy. Take care. Yep. See you. All right. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, and that's it, man. That's that's Connor Ryan. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Connor Ryan underscore 93. That's Connor with one N. Um, again, awesome Bruins reporter. 
uh, awesome hockey guy, even better for the fun. I mean, one of the great followers on Twitter, um, I would suggest, especially in, in the cesspool that is Twitter. True. And before we move on from our main topic, this came in here, but a little bit throughout the transition, Goo wanted to let you know that your Donnie Burger call was great. Thanks, Goo. Okay, so now we're going to be introducing a brand new topic here, a brand new segment, actually, if uh, if we can here. Uh, and, and this is something that will be on our audio-only version here. So we're just going to set this up nicely here. But this is a segment. This is actually a pretty big guest. Uh, I know Connor Ryan is a huge guest, but this is potentially a, a you know worldwide celebrity that we're getting here. So this is our new segment that we have, uh, getting caught up with – Keeping up with the Kardashians, with Kourtney Kardashian and myself, Wesley Sykes. Wes, take it away. I'll be there for you 90% of the time. Do I look fat? Just like 20 pounds overweight. My diamond earring came off in the ocean. Why are your out? I look hungry, but I'm not in the mood. That is so embarrassing for your life and your soul. So I gotta be real with you guys. You look like f***ing clowns. Thanks, Wes. And I'm here with Courtney Kardashian for the maiden voyage of this brand new segment, getting caught up with keeping up with the Kardashians for their brand new 19th season that just debuted last week and airs every Thursday on E, of course, our favorite channel. Uh, Courtney, why don't you give us some tea to sip on here as we ease into things? Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank thank you for so much for for taking part in this, and it, it was so such a big get for us. You know, we're a humble podcast, so uh, you know, I'm surprised uh, that we were able to get you on such short notice, no less. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited to be here. My publicist told me um, that I should really start working with you know some um, more lower level, um, less well known <clears throat> projects. Ooh. So that um, I can seem a little bit more relatable. So I'm just really excited to be here. So and, and you don't really have too much experience talking to uh, lower level people, do you? Um, not so much, but I'm getting there. Okay, uh, so yeah. I wanted to just ask, I yeah. really love your sweatshirt. Is that easy? It, it's Adidas. Uh, you know, some may say Yeezy inspired. Uh, oh. we're, we're big Yeezy fans in the Change My Mind podcast. Cute, cute. Great. Uh, so, so you know, season 19 here, just some big news uh, coming out just before the start of their second to last season, that it would be their second to last season. Courtney, you know, wh what's going on? Why why can't we get caught up anymore? Um, You'll actually have to stay tuned to figure out why. Um, I've been trying to end the show for a long time now, um, but you'll have to just you know, keep up with us and see what happens. Do you get back with Scott? That's what I think the people want to know. The people have to know. Give us, give us a little something. I mean, I we have, got you here. You know, it's got to be something. I have no comment. Okay. All right. Great. This is going to be, this is going to be fantastic. So episode <laughs> one just aired last week. Um, what, what happened here? What are some, what are some highlight points for, for the people at home? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it started out with Malika and Chloe going clothes shopping for Malika's baby that she's having with OT Genesis. Do you know who that is? Oh, of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, she's actually not with him in the moment. So it was kind of weird. So because, a baby mama drama. Yeah. They talked about that a lot. Um, and then after me and my friends went to go do research for Poosh. Poosh. Yeah. It's my lifestyle wellness blog website. 
Um, so <laughs> is we that went, all it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went with these professional cuddlers. They were cuddle consultants because I felt like I just didn't really show a lot of physical um, connection with people. So I wanted to try something else. Um, it was really weird and I didn't like it at now, all. Well, well, Courtney, if I have you here, can I, can yeah. I ask you some uh, relationship advice? Mm-hmm. So, uh, my wife, her love language is touch. Uh, and I am, uh, I- I'm a small spoon guy when it comes uh-huh. to cuddling, you know? So is that, does that change up the, the relationship dynamic? If, uh, I am the little spoon to my wife's big spoon. So you're saying that she cuddles you more than you cuddle her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cute. No, I like that. I like that. Switching up the vibe. Very cute. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's progressive, you would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. Okay, because I like to feel like a like a baby when she holds me in your arms, you know? Oh, um, it's a little weird, but um, that's okay. Whatever you feel. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, I appreciate it. Move, moving on. Enough about me. Uh, yeah. Let's get caught up with you. You know, yeah, not getting caught up with Wes. Yeah, that's enough. Um, so <laughs> Malika gets really annoyed um, because OT isn't there to help her. They bring it up a mm-hmm. lot um, that he's absent. Um, so oh. they have the baby shower. Um, the theme was bears with different shades of brown as a color scheme. Now, what about polar bears? No, no, just teddy okay. bears. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a totally different vibe. It's right. just teddy bears. Gotcha. Um, so then after that, me, Kim, and Chloe and my mom cuddled in a tent with the cuddle professionals again. Um, uh, there's really not much else to say about that. Mm. Um, but after Kim and Chloe get my mom drunk to play pranks on her. Oh, so then, Chris. I know. And then so Chloe and Scott staged fake paparazzi pictures of Chris drunk in a dumpster, which was actually kind of funny. Oh. Yeah. And then they leaked the pictures. And then my mom believed that they were actually her because she was so drunk during it. Um, so that's basically all that happened. It was kind of boring. Um, yeah. I told my family we should have been done with this a long time ago. But I guess so- this is the end. So, I mean, are you guys going to be talking about quarantine, Kanye, you know, the election? Yeah. What, what's going on? What, what, what can we expect this season here? So there's going to be quarantine uh, whenever that happens. We started recording virtually, kind of like we're doing right now. Um, nice. Kanye is literally ruining our reputation and maybe well. destroying the family, but... Um, you're going to have to just watch to see what happens with that. And I can't speak on my sister, but that's all I'm going to say about that. So I, I just want to point it out that, that we are a very pro Kanye West podcast, so I will not mm-hmm. stand for any uh, anti Kanye slander. Yeah. I mean, it's my brother-in-law, so I'm not going to speak bad on him, but he's definitely crossing a line. And, and uh, last question before we leave, uh, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing right now? Um, my sweatpants are Yeezy, my leggings are Yeezy, my sunglasses are Yeezy, and my shoes are Tom Ford. So you're wearing leggings and sweatpants. Okay, that's, is that, is that, I just want to take notes here on what I should be wearing, Mm -hmm. because that's the latest trends. It's Uh winter, it's getting cold. Yeah, you have to double up. Mm Mm-hmm, I I love it, and, and, um, yeah, so I think that's it. I'm, I'm looking forward, is there anything else that you wanted to say that I, that I haven't asked you at this time, Courtney? 
just check out my website, poosh.com. Poosh the boundaries. <laughs> you you heard it. P poosh the boundaries. <laughs> Um, tune in next week to get get caught up with keeping up with the Kardashians. Thank you so much. Change my what is this called again? Change my uh, change change oh. my mind. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, thank you. Change my mind. Bye. So, but in the quarantine corner, we got a lot of hard C's, a lot of hard C sounds going on right now. I think mm. I pulled them off nicely. Mm -hmm. uh, but Nick, what, what, how have you been quarantining? How have you been breaking quarantine? Actually, uh, well, I, well, first quarantining by watching Ratchet, which is on Netflix. I watched the first episode of this. I saw the trailers on Netflix. It was freaky as shit. I don't watch horror stuff at night, so then it usually doesn't scare me. That's what I did with The Ring. I cheated. I know. I don't care. But I watch Ratchet at night. Oh, Wes, that was – I had to step outside to go get something, came back, and I was – I had a tough time going to sleep at first. I got to be honest. It's some. It's got some old school vibes but new school quality. I highly recommend it for people who get scared. So this means you like, like getting scared. You, so you probably won't watch this, right? I, I probably won't, but I've heard good things. You know, maybe I'll give it a go. I have yeah. a tough time committing, uh, especially maybe. on TV shows recently. Like I just found myself going back to the same thing. So mm. um, I'm looking for something new. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give the boys a whirl. Oh, there you go. Because you have Maybe. Amazon Prime, right? I got it. It's just, you know, it's just Dude. tough to navigate. Like, I got to go to the different HDMI and then go on the Fire Stick and see mm -hmm. the, the whole thing. Well, look, you, I am as guilty of it as anybody of being anti when it comes to just random ass shit. Just trust me when I say this. That's not something to go and be anti on. Just, no, just, I know. I got to I gotta just, you know, tuck my sack up and be a man. But I, but I respect doing that every once in a while. I can totally get behind that. Just not out in this spite. one. Just out of spite. You know, Some, sometimes mm -hmm. you got to zag when other people are zigging. Now, right. Now, you bring up breaking quarantine. For those who don't know, don't follow us or anybody else from the hashtag DorkSharedGooniverse on Twitter, Wes was kind enough to put a little golf outing together. We went over and golfed in Plainville, had a blast with, with a bunch of the guys mm -hmm. that could make it. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very happy with how I performed. It was uh, one of my better – I'm not a good golfer. I don't golf a ton. It was one of my better days, though, golfing. So I thank you so much for putting that together. We had a blast at the oh. 99s after two. I've come up to I've come to the conclusion I've got now golfed with you twice and I think that you're this is where like your athleticness um shows up is that like when people are around you tend to play better and that's like the exact <laughs> opposite of me like or just, like, my dad and I or something or just like me and one other person like I tend to play better uh -huh. uh, and then with a bit like you know you tense up you try to swing big and stuff like that and then you're mm -hmm. over, you're doing too much and everything breaks down uh but you know for for yourself like as when, whenever we had a big crowd, and it was eight of us, right? So it was two of us. It was, uh, you know, Doc Joe Backcracker, uh, Joe Gilmore there. We had uh, Ryan Davey from the Dork Podcast. We had Mac and Goo. Uh, and then we had uh, Billy D and Josh, Everybody, yep. Josh Canoe, right? Who was, uh, I think he does the NBC Sports Knocker podcast or, or JKL. Well, I, I could be mistaken on one of those. Jobber I knocker. apologize uh, on that. But he was great. Met him for the first time. Uh, so but when they all, uh, gathered around. I mean, you were just putting on a clinic, like sending send bombs, like you're like goddamn Willie Mopania in batting practice. I said to you on one of them where I had like, that was one of my better drives of the day. I, I said it out loud. I don't know if you heard me, but I said, I'm just going to fucking rip into this one or something like that. <laughs> Heroes, hey, for the kids at home, heroes get remembered and legends never die. Remember that. Yes. Yes, but but so so you played very well. I thought we played uh, you know a very nice round here. So we weren't too far off the lead, but we weren't in the last place either. So exactly, um, we want to be in this not in the polls, but in this kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, right in the middle was a good place to be. So that was a lot of fun. Ninety nine was great. Uh, we had the other West also show up. 
uh, who apparently lived right by. I didn't know about that. So he lived uh, close by. So we had, uh, you know, Wes from formerly of the Boxers podcast. I believe Wheelman Wes is his new uh, avatar now, yes. which is great. But, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I love having him there. It was a good time. It's it's just an adjustment for me. Um, <laughs> I love this. Foreign territory because there's I've, I've never been around another Wesley. Something, and he said the same thing. Like sometimes a Weston, uh, I knew another Weston who was in the fraternity, but I, we were already kind of like a couple of years separated at that point. So like it wasn't that much of an overlap, but like it's just something weird. I don't know. You're mm -hmm. Nick. Like, so like there's like Nick's oh, everywhere, yeah. right? So like, my roommate in college was named Nick. Yeah. So it's, I, I'm just, I'm just navigating through uncharted territory right now. And, mm -hmm. and I'm trying, you know, it's just, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, I'm, it's, it takes getting used to. Thoughts and prayers, Wes. I know it's yeah, a difficult. So that's really what's yeah, what's been grinding my gears lately. <laughs> no, Would no, you rather no. we start calling you Sykes? Would that make it easier? No, no, because that's weird. That doesn't roll off the tongue. My buddies in college call me SY or or Wheezy. Uh, that was that was that. Wheezy. Wheezy. Yeah. Wheezy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Wesley, I, I'm big into rap music. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I I I, I I I do see that where, where they got that. All right. Well, that's. Uh, Surely so that's something else. But. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Mm, okay. Do you have anything else for the quarantine corner? No, nah, that was it. We played some golf. It was a good time. All right. So this we week. we got to go bowling next time. I think that's. Uh... Yes. And also, I saw people saying we should have put this on Twitch. We got some pictures. at Goose golf swing was a, a, outrageous. Um, we got some stuff. Definitely didn't do enough that we will not make that mistake twice. We learned from our mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I think whatever. we were enjoying ourselves too. I think there's something to be said uh, yes. about living in the moment and just keeping something that's, that's just for ourselves. You know, we, we so often give back to the people. You know, It's kind of like a two for you, one for me sort of thing, right? I think that's fair. I think we should be more like three for you, one for me. We are the people's right. podcast after all. I can't speak for everybody else on the DSG, but I can tell you what's going on in the DSG this week. Yes, please uh, do. Hashtag dork after our show, uh, our live show tonight, they are going to be talking about the devil all the time over on their YouTube channel and I believe on the hashtag dork shared Gooniverse Facebook page. Uh, Mac and Goo talked Goodfellas this week. Their yeah. episode came out ahead of Goose Day, which is a shocker. Um, what is have Goose Day anymore? You know, it's like the news dump is like not on not on Friday afternoons anymore. You know, like the uh, Goose Day comes out on Sunday. Sometimes it's on Mondays. Like what, what's, what's a Goose Day anymore? Uh, wow. Shots fired at Mac and I'm, Goo. I'm just looking for clarification. That's all. Oh, that's know, fair. Maybe, yeah. maybe they can clear that up for us. Um, I hope they do. PCP is going to feature a one Wesley Sykes this week. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, so uh, this is going to be a great one. So we're going to be doing One Hit Wonders. So it's me and Davey from uh, Hashtag Dork. Um, so we're going to be talking One Hit Wonders. So we haven't hammered down an exact uh, recording date, but it will be this week um, at some point. So I'm very excited for it. I have maybe five songs. I'm not even sure how much we're supposed to draft. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the parameters are. We haven't really seen. There's not much guidance. So I think they're just hoping for chaos. And uh, maybe someone will pop their shirt off. Maybe maybe I'll just send you the link. Uh, you can jump in, pop the top off real quick, then jump out. I wouldn't be opposed to How that. How do you like that? We just take it over. Sabotage that. NWO, Wolfpack, you know, just yeah, take it over. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that at all. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'd, we'd, idea. Huh. We'd be, you know, we'd have to add a new moniker. We'd be the original bad boys of the Dorkshire Gooniverse. 
Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right. Well, if you send me the link, make sure you text me because I'm I'll definitely going gonna... to. They definitely won't find out because uh, as we found out from Mac and Goo, no one listens to our episodes anyway. Well, Billy D does, and he's in the chat right now, so he may have heard oh, everything. God, but yeah. he, he'll yeah. be in on the joke. Don't worry. It's Rossi who we want to pull the prank on anyways. That's true. That's a good point. Because yeah, Rossi's also the one that doesn't know how to do drafts, so I'm very concerned about how this is going to go for you guys. But I'm I, – well, is it – you don't know if it's a draft or it is a draft? I think it's a draft. Okay. Well, I'm excited for this episode. I'm preparing as if it is a draft. So Smart man. Between you, Davey, Bill, I mean, like, you guys are all very passionate about music. And it's a nice it's a nice change of pace for what we have in the, you know, the DSG. I think we all are kind of – we all bring something similar but different also. You know, we argue a little bit more than everybody else. They yeah. bring music a little bit more, which well, I really like. Yeah, well, however you want to look at it. Um, we, I don't really care to get an argument about that right now. But I also, um, and of course, TLDR is going to be broadcasting at 8 over on DocStream and on the hashtag DorkSharedGooniverse Facebook page. I think he's doing an indie book this week. I am not certain what I'm doing, but I'll tell you what, guys. When it comes to Dorktober, Doc is all in on talking horror books. He is very excited about that. I think I hear about it every day, which nothing wrong with that. He's excited. So am I. Also, just um, keep your peepers popped. You know, if you don't like, if you already like the hashtag DorkSharedGooniverse Facebook page, you may want to do that. At some point this week, because there may be a little surprise in store uh, for you guys, and uh, there may be something else coming up next week too. We got we got a couple yeah, things. I, I think we might lose our title of the prettiest podcast. Yeah, that's just, that, just my two cents. That could that could possibly happen. And just for clarification, West Billy D was listening, and the episode is a draft. Good, I'll take notes. That's great. Yes, there we go. Thanks. So uh, for next week, TBD. No, we're doing uh, the devil all the time, right? I wanted to hold that off because they're talking about it this week, and then wait to sit just to surprise everybody. But yes, that's uh, what we're gonna do. Oh uh, well, you got to put it in the chat. You know, I followed the script. You know, you're you're chat. right. You're right. No, I, I that's my fault. That's on me. So, I, I dropped the ball. I should have read the off. devil all the time next week. Until then, Wes. Yeah, the devil all the time at the same bat time, same bat place. How do you like them apples? Oh.